Thanks for joining us today with another podcast from New Hope Church. We hope that you enjoy what we have for you today and find it encouraging and uplifting. If you ever want to learn more information about New Hope Church, please visit us online at myhope.life. We'd love to get to know you. Have a wonderful day and God bless. sure that um, all the kids got something too and so I'm giving a actually a couple minutes to get up there and uh, get started in her uh, live stream that she is going to do for the EFAM and so while I'm doing this if you have got some kids and you would like them to attend Sunday school and you are not yet a part of our EFAM there should be a pinned comment in the comments, and you can send your kids to Sunday school if you would like right now by joining our EFAM. My wife is gonna, she's gonna be kind of moderating that, making sure that um, everyone that wants to be in it gets in it right now. And so, um, yeah, so she's gonna be doing that. So if you wanna join the EFAM group, go ahead and do that right now. Um, we do um, Bible studies in there. We uh, do occasional videos, we post humor in there, we post prayer requests, um, but we have a good time in there. And so I just wanna thank everyone uh, for being a part today. I uh, I hope that everything is going off without a hitch. It looks like it on Facebook, but uh, this week we, I overhauled the website, redid that. I got live streaming on the website. I've got live streaming on Facebook in our EFAM and Facebook on our page. And I've also got streaming to YouTube. So I got a lot of stuff done this week. We did not have a plan to do this this week. This is like <laughs> not what we want to do. Um, I enjoy having everyone in person. It is definitely uh, better. Um, but uh, I am thankful to have those of you that are here and uh, looking online. I've got my, my phone here watching comments and things like that. And uh, I, I'm glad to see people commenting, things like that. And so I'm going to try while I preach to uh, engage everyone that's here. But I'm also going to try to reach you people that are online. And uh, I've got uh, a few things that I want to say. Let me uh, let me open up in prayer before I jump into my message here. Um, uh, Jesus, I just pray that you would touch today, God, that you would anoint me, uh, that you would uh, touch and, and move in uh, this service today. God, give me the words to say. God, I pray that you would help in Jesus' name. Amen. So, uh, for those of you that have got my notes, awesome. Uh, if you haven't, that's okay. So, you'll know if you got the notes that this message is just a tish different than all of my other art messages. And I went through a lot this week trying to figure out what I was going to preach. And um, last night in prayer for the church, I realized, okay, I know what I'm going to preach. Um, and so I'm not a last minute type of person. I generally... Um, uh, I generally try to um, have my message done prior to Saturday, or at least on Saturday, finishing it up. But last night, it was 11 o'clock when I finished. <laughs> and I was so, like, I just did not know what to preach. And uh, so this week, I had been struggling. And uh, Dory, you bet we will pray for them. We'll pray for them right now. Um, said, please pray for my nephew, David uh, Samuelson. He's in the hospital with COVID pneumonia and blood clots. So let's just pray for, pray for her family right now. God, I pray you would touch Dory right now, that you would touch them, move in their life, God. I, I pray that you would touch that situation, God. We know that you're a healer, God. I pray that you would move in their lives and touch them right now in Jesus' name. And amen. Um, I got other people saying there's a volume issue. So give me give me two seconds to help them out online. Um, and then we will get started with my message. Um, trying to think here. What is it? I don't know what I can do. Give me two seconds. Let me walk back here. I got to turn a knob. And then I'll be right back. 
Okay, hopefully the online people are happy. That's all I can give them. So. <laughs> that's all you get, sorry. <laughs> um, hopefully that's a, a little bit better. Um, if it's not, we will have to work on it for next week. But uh, all right, so let's just dive in here. So Mark chapter 13, title of this message. And in prior messages, I didn't give them a title. We just went, um, we just went with uh, Behold the Series. But this one has got uh, a title, and it's called Get Ready is the title of this message. And so this is what I felt in prayer last night. I was, I came over here, I was praying, we were praying, it was me, Rochelle, Ashley, and, and Betty, we got here and we were praying. And I was so just like upset about not knowing what to preach. And so I laid down on the floor here. Sometimes I lay down when I pray, sometimes I kneel in a seat when I pray, sometimes I walk when I pray, it's okay to do all those things. Um, <laughs> and so I lay down. And uh, I was just praying, and I was just like on my face, not like just laying there shut down. <laughs> Yo, God. <laughs> um, but uh, I was I was laying there and I was praying, and I was like, God, help me! Like I just don't know what to do. Like I was, I felt like I had been beat up, like just just beat down, and and I didn't know like what was going on, and and and. I told Jim today, I was like, man, there's no book out there that says. Here's how you pastor a church in a pandemic. Oh, not only that, like established churches, they like they, they that's that I think they have a little bit easier. They're established. We're brand new. Like we haven't we haven't even made it a year yet. January will be a year. Um, and so here we are, like trying to start this church, and I'm like, God, what is going on? Why are you doing this? Like, why are you allowing this to happen? Why are people in the church, you know, being affected by this? Like, protect us. And I was just upset. And then I felt like it was like I was saying, just get ready. Just get ready. That's that this just kept going through my just get ready. And I started to think. It came in like two types of words there. It was for the church, for people to get ready. Like time is short. Get ready. But then it also came another thought. And it got me a little fired up. <laughs> and so I need Rochelle for this. You know what? No, no I'm not going to use you, Rochelle. Jim, I'm going to use you. Yeah, come here. Come here. Come here. Come here. You don't have to do anything. I promise. It's going to be okay. Just come up here. Come up here. This is Jim. <laughs> if you don't know Jim, you need to know Jim. He makes the coffee. He makes the cookies. And they are phenomenal. If you are not here today, those peanut butter cookies in there were awesome. Okay. So uh, how many of you guys remember... I maybe I did. Maybe none of you guys got in fights in school. But it, it maybe did you get in fights? Yeah. Yeah. Did you have some friends sometimes that would hold you back, like, like you like going at them, and they're no. like, no, hope no, they just pushed you into it, and like, all right, yeah, get them, man. Okay. So every once in a while, there was times when you know people would hold each other back, and there was a joke that we did. You know, we would be like pretending like we're fighting. So I want you to like just kind of grab me and just like I'm gonna. I'm like, okay, Russell, I'm coming after you, okay? I'm going to fight you, okay? Hold me back. No, come on, hold me back, man. Hold me back, let me get him. Hold me back, hold me back, okay, okay. Perfect, that was perfect. This was so much better than my wife. You can <laughs> Russell, there was fear in your eyes that I was going to get at you, but Jim was holding me back. So this was the other thought that came into my mind. I was like, I, I have been, this year, like, we had to cancel so many things. Um that we wanted to do and, and do outreaches and, and things. And, and I was like, what is the, what in the world, God? Why are you allowing this to happen? Like, come on, let's let's have revival. Let's let's have excitement. Let's let's have things going on. And, and the, the other thought that came through my mind was this. Russell, I'm gonna I'm gonna pretend like you're the enemy, okay? You're not, okay? Even though you talk about the snow and the rain and, and for some reason you predict it better than the weather man. <laughs> When, when, when I thought of this, I was like, oh man, it's like, it's not the enemy that's holding us back, but God, he said, just hold on, let me clear the way. He's like, hold on, let me go through, let me clear the way for you, and then I'm going to let you go. And so I started thinking about this. I was like, we were talking in the men's Bible study on Tuesday night um, about how, uh, uh, when we were talking about identity, we talked about how, like, in, in the book of Acts, he, uh, they, uh, the, the, a person that was possessed said, 
uh, Paul I know and Jesus I know, but I don't know who you are. And I was like, I want hell to know my name. When they hear the name Zachary Pretty, oh no, don't mess with them. Don't, don't mess with, with New Hope Church. Don't mess with the people in that church because they're going to put up a fight. I want hell to know our name. And so today as I preach, I, I want to preach this message. Get ready. And so we're going to jump into Mark chapter 13 and then we're going to jump into the book of Acts. And so there is a twofold message of why, the reason why I'm doing this. Um, uh, hopefully there will be a baptism next week depending on everything that that goes on, but um, I, so I wanted to preach a little bit about Acts, but we're going to jump into Mark 13 at first, uh, and I'm not going to go through the normal recapping of Mark like we normally do. And so it says, as he was going out of the temple, one of his disciples said to him, teacher, look, what massive stones, what impressive buildings. Jesus said to him, do you see these great buildings? Not one stone will be left upon another. All will be thrown down. So this was a this was a uh, this was Jesus prophesying about what would happen to Jerusalem, what would happen in uh, around 70 A.D. when the temple would be destroyed by the by the by war. Um, I believe it was by the Romans. Um, and but I also believe that this is a reference to the mindset throughout the book of Mark. We've been looking at the mindset of how Jesus was going after that religious mindset and, and he was going after those people that were corrupting religion and so as they walk past the beautiful temple the disciples talk about it and Jesus is like those are going to fall one day well Acts comes along and everything changes remember when Jesus was crucified as he died the veil was torn when that happened it made it so that we could have a personal relationship. It wasn't through the high priest anymore. So it was not only a literal tearing down of the temple, but also a spiritual uh, mindset that was also being torn down. And we are in a place today that I absolutely believe that we are in the same type of thing, that we are getting ready to have some stones that are about to be turned over, some mindsets that are about to be changed, that we're about to experience something that God has got planned. And so what I'm challenging you to do is to get ready, to hold on to what God has got for us and what God has got for you, and to keep the faith no matter what we're going through right now. Make sure that you are ready. So let's jump into this, into verse 3. It says, sign of the end of the age while he was sitting on the Mount of Olives across from the temple Peter James John and Andrew asked him privately tell us when will these things happen and what will be the sign when all these things are about to be accomplished Jesus told them watch out that no one deceives you watch out that no one deceives you. It's important to pay attention to what you're listening to. Check it with your heart. Does it line up with the Word of God? If it doesn't line up with the Word of God, it needs to go out the door. Verse 6 says, Many will come in my name saying, I am He, and they will deceive me. There's going to be people who come that, that say that they're coming in his name. There's going to be people coming to, to say that, hey, I, I'm doing what God told me to do. And the reality is he's, they're going to deceive many. So we have to guard our hearts and make sure that what we are hearing is lining up with the word of God. In verse 7 it says, when you hear of wars and rumors of wars, don't be alarmed. What, Jesus? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Don't be alarmed. When you hear wars and rumors of wars, don't be alarmed. That's scary. That, that's, that's frightening. I, I should, I, I gotta have fear. Don't be alarmed. Is what Jesus said. These things must take place. But it is not yet the end. Think about that. Jesus is like, don't be alarmed. These things have to take place. These wars and these bad things, these have to take place. Don't be alarmed. And you're like, <laughs> what? War is scary. Um, death, is, death is not cool. 
You know, like, uh, God, I don't, I don't really want to see this. And uh, Jesus is like, but don't worry, that's not the end. What? Wait, wait, wait a minute. You mean the end isn't, you mean the end isn't beautiful and, and, and peaceful and, and wonderful? You mean that there's going to be trials and tribulation and turmoil? Come on. God, what are, you, what are you saying? Come on, Jesus. Why would, why would you say these types of things? Let's keep on reading for nation will rise up against nation and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in various places, famines, and then many other trans many other manuscripts also add this. And troubles. Not just earthquakes in various places, not just famines, but also troubles. What are troubles? Like, I was, as I came across this, and I'm looking at it, I'm like, well, what are troubles? I think, I mean, could COVID-19 be a trouble? <laughs> Maybe. Has there been wars and rumors of wars? Maybe. Um, are nations rising against nation? I don't know. Watch the news for just a minute. And you answer those questions because it seems like nation will rise against nation is happening. It seems like famines are happening. Do you guys remember with the with the famines this year that, that were happening like over in the Middle East and the swarms of like locusts and stuff that were coming? And I was like, what in the world, 2020? Have you just died? Have you just unleashed all the plagues on us? Like, what is going on? That happens. Some of that stuff is happening right now, today. So, so what does Jesus say in this? What, what comfort does he give? And then he says in the very next line here, these are the beginning of birth pains. Whoa. <laughs> oh, no, Jesus. <laughs> the beginning? Sounds like it should be the end. <laughs> Like, sounds like we should be wrapping it up. Like, who do you mean this is the beginning? Think about this. Okay, so I, I'm not a woman. I worked in labor and delivery, though, for a long time as a, as a surgical tech and, and helped out with that. And so I've been a part of tons of deliveries and C-sections and things like that. And you know one thing I've learned as a man? It does not look comfortable giving birth. Nothing about it looks fun. Nothing about it. And there's people that are like, I don't need an epidural. I'm going to do this naturally. There's no cookie tray. There's no reward that you get for suffering through the pain. Get your epidural because it hurts me. I think about that and Jesus is like, these are the beginning of birth pain. What? The beginning of pain. So, there must be something that the church must go through is what I'm gathering from these scriptures. So the church is going to experience some things in our lives. And so it says here um, in verse 9, But you be on your guard. They will hand you over to local courts, and you will be flogged in the synagogues. You will stand before governors and kings because of me as a witness to them. Whoa, hold on. Wait a minute. Think about this. This is going to get tied in when we jump into the book of Acts when, when we see Paul before King Agrippa. But, but, whoa, you, you're going you're gonna to make us be flogged, Jesus? You're, you're going to make us go through. Zach, you're not preaching a very positive message. Zach, you're not preaching something that's like heartwarming and make me feel good. Like you're preaching like what Jesus said. And that, like, he said it. Like, <laughs> if you don't like it, I'm sorry. It's what Jesus said. <laughs> um, and so here it is. Like, he's like, be on your guard. They will hand you over to the local courts. You'll be flogged in the synagogues and you'll stand before governors and kings because of me as a witness to them. What? I'm going to be in front of people in high places. And I'm going to tell them about Jesus. I don't know. I'll take a beating for that. I'll stand for that. And so when fear begins to rise in your life, when, when fear of what is going on begins to rise in your life, remember what Jesus has said in these passages to hold on, to get ready, 
Come on, you've got to have that mental fortitude. You, you've got to have that mindset that no matter what comes my way, no matter what rises up in front of me, I, I'm going to stand against it. I am going to get ready. I'm going to stand. I'm going to put on the armor of God and I'm going to stand. We can't just sit by as the church. But sometimes when Jesus says, hold on, we've got to say, okay, I'm going to hold on for just a minute. But you're going to have to hold me back because I see you, devil, and I'm coming after you. I'm not coming after your kingdom. Not today, Satan. I hope Lori's wearing that shirt. Not today, Satan. <laughs> um, in verse 10, it says, and it is necessary. What? Hold up, Jesus. Necessary? Wait, what? <laughs> necessary that the gospel be preached to all nations. So it has to be necessary that these things would happen so that the gospel could be preached to all nations. So I'm going to have to be persecuted to carry your message. Have you sold out to Jesus where you're okay with that? Think about it. Have you sold out to Jesus in your relationship with him that when he says, hey, you might get persecuted for my name. You might be hated for my name. People may like put you down. People may tell you you're dumb for believing in Jesus. Are you at a point in your relationship with God that you're like, you know what? Bring it. I'm ready to stand before kings and governors and whoever it needs to be to spread the gospel. Let's keep reading. So when they arrest you and hand you over, don't worry beforehand what you'll say. But say whatever is given to you at that time. For it isn't you speaking, but the Holy Spirit. So, when I saw that, I was like, sometimes I get worried about getting up here and preaching. And most of the time, I don't go out and preach. <laughs> I get up here and I'm like, oh Jesus, please use me today. Less of me and more of you. Like, I, God, I, I've got to have you. It's, it's got to be you. It can't be me. And, and so when I see this, when we stand before them, don't, don't worry about it. Don't, don't be afraid. God is going to give you the words that you need to say that are going to prick their hearts. That's going to touch them. And when they reject, or if they don't reject, they are not rejecting you, but they're rejecting the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. It's not on you. It's all on them. So when you preach Jesus, when you give the message of the gospel, it's okay if they reject it. They're not rejecting you. That rejection isn't you, Jim, or, or, or Russell. It's not you. It's, it's, they're rejecting him. So it's, it's not me. So when I get up to preach, yes, I get nervous. But it's okay. This is, this is the thought that runs through my mind every time I get up to preach. I've got one opportunity. This could be the last time that this person ever walks in here. This could be the last time that this person ever listens. And if I don't preach truth, if I don't passionately convey the message uh, to them, then it may be on me that they don't, they, they aren't saved. It, it may be on me that they don't make it. And so it, it is so important to me when I get up here to preach that I am going to hear what God wants me to preach, that I'm going to preach what, what he speaks to me. And so it says here in verse 12, brother will betray brother to death and father to his child. Children will rise up against parents and have them put to death. But you will be hated by everyone because of my name. But the one who endures to the end shall be saved. Oh, that ain't great. <laughs> I've got to endure. I've got to endure to the end. So, so what is the purpose of, of going to church? Like, even though you're online right now, like, what's the purpose of it? Like, you can watch Netflix and Hulu and all those other things. You know, you could, you could watch sports. You could watch anything else today. But some of you are here in person, and you guys are choosing to watch online. Why? Why, why, why choose that? Like, it talks about enduring until the end. So it's telling me that you, you got to have some, some fortune, some... So some some sticking to it, like I'm gonna hold to the things that I gotta stand up for what I believe. Like that's that's what Jesus said. Or you could have the, the past that you just you do whatever you want to do. But as we study in God's word, there, 
there is some reasons why we do what we do. Like, I want to make it to heaven. Um, and we know that if there is heaven, there is also hell. Thank you, Cindy. People are like, oh, don't say hell. That's a cuss word. It's also a place. And I don't want to go there. Um, so let's be honest. So we must endure. That means we've got to hold on. That means that uh, God is going to be glorified. And it won't be because of what I did. But it will be because of what he did. So we must get ready as a church and as a people. We must get ready for battle. Because I believe we're just about to be released. Like, when I, when I think about this last night, Betty was here, and I was like standing back there where, where Jim hit his head on the pole, and I, I was like holding on to the pole, and I was just like getting all like crazy like I do sometimes when I'm talking to people about, you know, what I feel like God has laid on my heart. <laughs> I was just like, let me tell you something. <laughs> I'm sorry, I just sometimes, like, I, I don't know why, but I am like wound up to the max today, okay? I am pumped up about this. <laughs> And anytime you preach Acts, you got to be pumped up. You cannot preach Acts and be boring about it. I promise you, you can't. <laughs> um, and so we have to get ready for battle, but, but I want to give this, this message out there. The enemy better get ready because here we come. <laughs> I gotta, sorry, I know. Like, I just, I gotta do this real quick. Just give me a second. <laughs> Are you ready for what God has? For your life, for your family, for your church, get ready because we are about to be released. Okay, so I just had to do that. <laughs> I want to make sure that the enemy knows, hey, here we come. I'm excited. Okay, I, I'm excited. <laughs> here we go. So, oh, that was freebie. <laughs> Okay, so here we go. They all told me, they're like, oh, stop worrying about how long you preach. Preach as long as you want. So, guys, I'm going to preach all day today, okay? I'm kidding. I'm not. I'm not. I promise. But we're going to, I'm going to preach a little bit longer um, than I probably normally do. Um, so, are you ready? So, here comes an introduction to Acts. I preached this, uh, a whole series on Acts back in uh, February. And uh, it, was, uh, it was a great time. Enjoyed it. And so, I actually took some of those messages kind of compiled them into this and, and pulled out some really important things and stuff. And so I want to talk about this. So let's let's jump into this. We're jumping ahead a few books in the Bible. Um, but this is this is one of the most exciting parts of the Bible in, in jumping into Acts. And so I want to preface pre preface this with um we've been doing Mark. Yeah, there's a video that I eventually want to show you guys, um, and it's really cool, but there's a portion in it that actually relates to Acts, and I was like, this is a perfect day to go ahead and throw this in. And so this is all going to relate together, and we'll watch all the videos, we'll watch the video, and it'll all tie together, so one thing we're going to know will be nice, it'll be great. Um, and so uh, that's going to happen, but the final scene of that shows the book of Acts, and so I want you to make sure that everyone has that understanding. So here we go. So. This week we're not going to have a normal Mark recap like I normally do. So here we go. Let's focus on the broad message of Acts. The first message to the church was the title of one of my, my messages in uh, the This Is That series. It's on our website if you want to listen to it. And it covers Acts chapters 1 and 2. So here we go. We are called to be witnesses in Acts chapter 1 verse 8. And it says, But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me both in Jerusalem and all Judea and in Samaria and into and unto the uttermost part of the world. When when this was said, when Jesus said this, do you know what he was talking about? The uttermost part of the world? He was talking about Detroit Lakes. And he was talking about Nairobi, Africa. He, he was he was talking, he wasn't just talking about like the the immediate central of Jerusalem and, and all those things. He was talking about the whole earth will hear. The whole earth. I, I'm going to empower you to be witnesses all over the world. So, Peter, who, this is the Peter that denied Jesus three times. This is the Peter that, that when, when Jesus said, um, one of you will deny me 
three times. And then Peter's like, he said, hi. And Jesus is like, yeah. And then he's like, no, I'll never deny you. And then he gets out and it actually happens. Before the cop comes three times, he'll deny me three times. And it actually happens. What? Peter, like, you got to walk with Jesus. And people are like, hey, weren't you the one that was the Jesus? Oh, no, 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 I don't want to die. I don't know that dude. You're the one that walked with Jesus. It seems like sometimes we have all the boldness in the world when we're at church. We have all the boldness in the world when we're surrounded by like-minded believers. We have all the boldness in the world when, when, when God is moving. And then all of a sudden we go to work and we're like, what do I learn? <laughs> and we get scared. Scared of death. And we don't move forward. We, we hold back everything. Peter was one of those guys. He did that. As soon as Jesus was taken away, he's like, oh, no, I don't know him. And he's with them. He was like, oh, yeah, here we go. I have that attitude all the time. But you know what happened? Remember early, 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 early on, the disciples, Jesus sees them. He's like, follow me, and I'll make you fishers of men. Oh, yeah. It's a cool story. Here we go. Peter gets ready to go fishing right now. He gets up. People are mocking, saying these people are drunk. Acts chapter 2, verses 13 through 16 says, Others mocking said, These men are full of new wine. But Peter, standing up with the eleven, lifted up his voice and said to them, Ye men of Judea, and all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. For these are not drunken as ye suppose, seeing it is but the third hour of the day. But this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. Poor little Peter. He is scared. He's afraid. But on the day of Pentecost, 3,000 people are gathered out there. And he steps up with the boldness of the Holy Ghost and begins to proclaim the gospel. And he doesn't care what they say. He doesn't care what they think. And he begins to preach to them. And I'm like, oh, Jesus. We need some more Holy Ghost in our lives so that we don't have the fear that overtakes us, that stops us from moving forward in our relationship with you. And then he goes on to say, but this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. And he's talking about, well, the prophet Joel began to talk about how the, 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 the old men would dream dreams, and or old men would have visions, it's, it's one or the other, and young men would, would dream dreams. It's, I can't remember. <laughs> um, but he goes on to tell this, and, and, and my spirit will be poured upon all people. All people. Like it's something for everyone. But I don't think the prophet Joel or Peter knew how far this would go. How, how far it would how far it would make it. They didn't know about Detroit Lakes. They didn't know what was gonna go on in here over here in Becker County. They didn't know about that. But they were talking about the future. And then he begins to preach. The people were like, uh, their hearts were pricked, the Bible says. Men and brethren, what must we do to be saved? And this is what Peter responds with. It, it says this in verse 37. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their hearts and said unto Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said uh, unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. So who is this for? Verse 39 goes on to say, For the promise is unto you and to your children and to uh, those all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. All those that are afar off. I'm excited. I don't have to be Jewish. I, I don't have to be the active. I get to worship. I'm grafted in. I, I want you are one of the children of God. Like you've got to have that relationship with Him. This is exciting stuff. So, so who does who does God reach for? The upper class, the best, the ones that are graduated top of their class, the ones that are super smart, the ones that have all the money, right? That's who He's reaching for. That's the only people that can do anything. The ones with all the good leadership skills, right? No, 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 no. no. He reaches. For the lame man that can't walk. Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have them by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. So what do we got to give people? Jesus. What's the answer? 
for the world today? Jesus. You know who Jesus likes to use? You know who he likes to use? He loves to use the drug addicted. He loves to use the alcoholic. He, he, he loves to use the one that has the mental health problems. He, he loves to use the one that, 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 that doesn't seem like, like they can make it. Remember, remember the, uh, the possessed man, the man of the Gadarenes, and, and how, how he looked at him and he'd been possessed all his life. And, and then all of a sudden, um, Jesus comes in and casts all those demons out of legion, for they were many. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, everyone's mad at Jesus. Because all the pigs jumped into the water and then drowned. Now, see, everyone's mad at Jesus. They forget about the man who was holding him. And what does Jesus say to him? When he's like, I want to follow you. And he says, no, you can't follow me. You've got to go back to the capitalists and tell everyone what you've seen. What? The commissioning of the first missionary? What? Like it was a possessed man? What? You mean Jesus picked a person who was naked? You mean he picked a person? Please come to church fully clothed when you come back. For one, it's cold, and two, nobody wants to see that. <laughs> like, I thought that was serious for a minute. <laughs> I am. <laughs> oh, come to, come to church clothing. Jesus can use you even if you aren't. <laughs> All right. So, is it worth it? Let me ask you that. So, we, we talked about uh, persevering to the end. So, is it worth it? Acts chapter 16, uh, verses 25 through 30 say, About midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. And suddenly, there was a great earthquake. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, all the doors were opened. And everyone's bonds were unfastened. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself, supposing that all the prisoners had escaped. So what does Paul do? Walks over and pushes the sword into him and says, All right, we can leave now. No, 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 no. That's not what Paul does. Paul gets up and he says, Cried with a loud voice, do not harm yourself, for we are all here. And the jailer called for the lights and rushed in, and trembling with fear, he fell down before Paul and Silas. I would those names ring a bell. Paul and Silas. Cool guys. You know why they were in jail? Because they were preaching the gospel. They were beaten, and they were put in jail. What? But these two guys didn't let the jail hold them back. These two guys didn't, didn't let the bonds keep their hands down, their feet on the ground. They began to sing praises to God. Oh, you see that song? This is what living looks like. This is what freedom feels like. This is what heaven sounds like. We praise you. We praise you. Oh man, maybe they probably didn't sing that song, but let's just assume they did. There is an importance in knowing the seriousness and the depth that is there. That when, when God says that we have got to get ready, he means get ready. When Jesus was talking about the end that was to come, he, he was saying, hey, you know what? There is an end that's coming, but I am making an escape for you. I am giving you a way. And that is what happened here in the book of Acts. When we begin to see that, the first church, when we begin to see the first church uh, birth, that is where we are today. This is the first church. This is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. I believe that we have got to be 100% biblically founded. We have got to be 100% in the Bible, in everything that we do. And so Paul tried to reach Agrippa. He was brought before, just like Jesus said what happened, he was brought before a king. And he tried and he preached what the Holy Spirit had given him, but it wasn't Paul that was rejected, but Jesus. Can you endure the end? That's how you carry the title Christian. 
In our world, Christian is thrown so easy in the ground. Oh, I'm a Christian. What do you do? What, what do you do as a Christian? I go to work, you know, I make, make money and I go home and, you know, take them to the church. What do you do as a Christian? Jesus was the example, right? We've been looking at Mark. What did, what did Jesus do? Jesus had the 5,000. And then the 4,000. And then he discipled 12 guys. You know, he poured into their lives. So, so what did Jesus do? What did Jesus lay out a pattern for us as Christians to be distinct? To follow the pattern that was laid out? To have extraordinary faith? Even in coronavirus. To have extraordinary faith. Even during wars and rumors of wars. To, to have extraordinary faith. No matter when nations rise against nations. We've got to stand in faith. I, I want to encourage you. Acts chapter 27 talks about... Paul and probably was taken on a ship and he says lest you stay with the ship you'll perish what does that apply to us today unless you stay with the ship Jesus Christ you can make it not to be Debbie Downer or that poor Debbie not to be Debbie Downer and you know who I really did that for? Like everyone's on social media, right? And they're like, why are you being such a Karen? Why did why did Like, I don't feel bad for A little bit? It's funny. But I still feel bad for all the Karen's out there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> did you just ask what a Karen is? I'll tell you after the church what a Karen is. <laughs> They're nice, wonderful people. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Okay, just funny. Okay, back to serious. We've got to have a relationship where we say, "Yeah, I, I don't mean to be bringing it down or anything like that." But the reality is, is I truly believe what I heard last night was God saying good thing, and it wasn't just for me to get ready. But it was for every single one of you, for every single one of you that are online to get ready. Is your relationship where it needs to be with God? I have something that I want to do today. Um, just, just given everything that's going on, um, I want to take some time for for prayer, but also, um. Something that we believe, and this is taken from the book of Acts, and I'll explain it to everyone, um, is, uh, is this here, and it's Acts chapter 19, and 11 through 12, and it says, And God wrought special miracles by the hands of Paul, so that from his body were brought unto the sick handkerchiefs or aprons, and the deep disease parted from them, and evil spirits went out of them. It's Acts chapter 19, 11 through 12. So you have some prayer cloths. Cloths is what these are called. And, and what I want to do today is I want to, I want to pray over these. And if you want one, you can take it. You can take two, whatever. And uh, it's nothing special about this. It's nothing special about the oil. There's nothing magical that happens or anything like that. But the idea is to keep it as a reminder that there are people that are praying for you. You see, Paul walked in faith and he had a relationship with God that, that hell knew his name. <laughs> I, I want help you know, my name. And, and so I want to pray over these today. And, and for everyone that's here, if you want one, I want you to take one when we leave. Um, and for anyone that's online, if you just put, uh, I want one or something like that in the comments, um, I need prayer or something, we will send you a message. We'll get your details and we will, we will mail you one no matter where you are. Bring one to you if you're from Detroit Lakes, whatever it is. If you want one, just throw it in the comments and we will follow up with you today and we will get you one. Um, but we're going to pray for these right now. So I, I want um, Rochelle and Ashley, if you guys want to come up here, um, I'm, we're all three of us are going to pray for these. Um, and then I, I want you guys to 
to um, take a moment of prayer today and spend some time in prayer. And then when we pray for these, I just want you to just press your arm forward and pray with them for us. But uh, as we take this time, just I, I want you to take this time and, 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 and just make sure that your heart is where it needs to be with Jesus. Ask yourself that question. Jesus, am I ready? What do I need to do to get ready? Jesus, we pray right now all across this place, God, that you would touch, that you would move in every heart, every life that's here right now. I pray that you would begin to speak life into people right now. God, you know all these that are sick. God, all those that are online with us today. God, all those that have been exposed. I pray that you would touch them today, Jesus. That you would move in their lives, Jesus. I pray that you would touch in Jesus' name. Take this time to spend a little bit of time in reflection and prayer.
hope that every single one of you can hear the voice of Jesus. That he is calling and he is asking you to get ready to answer the call that he has. Many are called if you are chosen. Let's be the chosen. God, I thank you for meeting us here today. And I pray that as we leave this place, God, that you would go with us, that you would touch us, that you would move in our lives. In Jesus' name, everybody said amen. Amen. You are dismissed. Thank you for being here. If you'd like to pray at home, grab one or two or three or whatever. Have a great day. God bless. Yeah. Yeah. What? Your hot spot had shut off.